Good morning, everybody. And yes, I said good morning. And uh, for reasons that Tim and I are very excited about, it's Snipes and Stripes Weekend Edition, which we are starting today, every Monday morning. My great partner, Tim Peel, which you look beautiful today, Tim, we are going to break down the weekend's action and do a 30-minute show every Monday because we're getting so many great responses to our Wednesday show, Tim. People want more, so we thought we'd give them a 30-minute show every Monday, and it is now Snipes and Stripes Weekend Edition here on NoFilter.net. How are we doing, buddy? How was your weekend? I'm great, pal. I'm great. There was a lot going on in the NHL this past weekend, so I love that we're doing a morning show on on Mondays. Uh, keep our listeners up to date and, and uh, tell them a little bit about what's going on this past weekend. It was jam-packed, so let's get her going. Yeah, well, th there's a lot of great things happening. I think the most exciting thing happening in the league right now is what's happening with Edmonton. I mean, we th we thought this team was just dead on arrival in the beginning of the season. They couldn't get out of their own way. They changed their coach. And all of a sudden, now they're on a 16-game win streak, and it doesn't seem like anybody can beat them. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Like, we did, you know, we were critical of them. We were critical. I was critical of the coach. Uh, we didn't know if they had enough depth. And then all of a sudden, now they rattle off 16 wins under Chris Knobloch. They're playing the, one more win uh, in that. I do, 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 one more win. I forget who they're playing next. Oh, they're playing Vegas out of the All-Star break. Edmonton's done right now until the All-Star break. If they get if they get to 17 wins, they will tie Pittsburgh for the most consecutive wins ever in the NHL. But the way they're playing, their way, the way they're playing right now, they may win a couple games over the All Star break when we're not even. Playing. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no question everybody's bought at, bought in, right? So Con McDavid's playing well again. Dry Saddle's just been consistent. You know, the year that uh, that Hyman's had has been amazing. Uh, Skinner has been absolutely off his brain, playing some great hockey. Broke Grinch's record. Yeah, it's 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 really impressive, especially a coach that's a first time coach in the National Hockey League. And yes, he was Connor McDavid's junior coach and everything like that, and that's always well and good. But um, the message is being is being accepted, and everybody is on board. And even they brought in Corey Perry and put Corey Perry into the lineup. It didn't seem to to uh, to ruin any of the mojo they had going. So they escaped that bullet of of, of changing a little bit of the mojo. But it's they, they just keep trucking right along. You know, you look at uh, McDavid and Drysaddle late, lately. Like uh, uh, their last game against Nashville, I think they both had four points. You know, they won four-one. They're just—it's—it's it's remarkable how good these guys are. Stuart Skinner breaks Grant Fuhrer, one of one of your buddies, legendary goaltender forever in the NHL. I didn't see Skinner playing this well, but the thing that surprises me. Along this win streak of 16 games, I think 14 or 15 of the games, JR, they've only allowed two goals or less. That's really impressive, and, and I didn't think they were strong enough defensively to do that. Well, it means what that tells me is that everybody has bought in, like I just said earlier. That means that the forwards are coming back and, and, and playing a 200-foot game. They're supporting their defense or defense are playing stronger, making better plays. And when that happens, I think the goaltender has more confidence. The goaltender sees the puck better. I don't think he's getting he's getting less quality opportunities against him because his team is really keeping the puck to the outside, and they're protecting the house. I mean, it seriously th seems like they're a twenty man unit right now, and you have to have to be a twenty man unit in order to win sixteen games in a row. There's no way that you can escape it. So, uh, good for them for coming back and having that. But the flip side, 
the flip side, the team that was rolling, that everybody was really excited about and that was doing really well, are the LA Kings. They've only won two in the last 15 games. They are going the wrong way. And I'm telling you, there is there is a problem. There's a problem in LA. And Drew Dowdy brought it out. And he yeah. brought it out in an interview. And I thought it was exactly pinpoint because it, it's exactly why teams go on these skids. It's exactly why teams lose hockey games and I, I believe there's a few teams that have the same characteristic that Drew Doughty brought out and called his team out. It's being selfish. It's it's going out there playing for themselves, that there are players on the LA Kings team that only worry about their goals and assists or as we call their cookies. Yep. And if they get it, they're happy. But if they don't, they're they're pissed off and cranky and they bring they bring the team down. And there's one person that I think that Drew Doughty was focusing that on, and that's and, and that's the the P P um, PLD PLD yeah um, and Pierre Luc Dubois. I watched him play. I went to the game last week against Buffalo, and by the way, Buffalo was unbelievable. The best game I've seen Buffalo play. Buffalo plays the way they played against LA last week. They will win a lot of games. They were flying. They were passing. They were aggressive. They were finishing their checks. They were scoring. They were they were team. That J.J. Paterka looked unbelievable. You had top, Tage Thompson looked unbelievable. They looked like a different team. And they pushed L.A. Kings right out of the game. L.A. Kings were up 3-1, and Buffalo just pushed them right out of the game. But getting back to what Drew Doughty said and that there are some selfish players, I watched Pierre-Luc Dubois play this game. And I will tell you, he's got talent. Mm -hmm. He's got no pulse. No pulse. He has zero pulse. Yeah. He is soft. He's soft. He scored a goal on the power play. Okay. So he was probably was happy about that, but he was minus two. He was on the ice for two goals against. And there's there's no bite in this guy. There's no jam. He's a big guy too. And when you have people like that who are supposed to be your leaders that that throw off that aura, and, yep. I, and I again, I hate to pick on certain players, but certain players make it very easy for me to pick on. And Pierre Luc Dubois is one of those players. And I had some conversations with people, you know, in the organization, and they've had conversations with Pierre Luc Dubois, so they know, they know what's going on, they see it, and they're trying to nip it in the bud. But only Pierre-Luc Dubois can make the difference. And there's just no pulse there, Tim. Not no. zero. No. I, we saw it in Columbus. I remember there was this famous uh, clip of him in Columbus uh, on the four check, the back check. It was a 45-second shift. It was absolutely embarrassing. That's why. He's, he's as soft as my right cheek is right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he had glimpses of that in, in Winnipeg. I just, you know what? Some players just don't have the jam. JR, you had the jam. You had you didn't want to go out there and ever embarrass yourself. I don't think he really cares. I, I don't I don't think he's got a, got a give a shit meter. And the unfortunate thing is, is a good man like Todd McClellan gonna pay the price for players like him? Because right now they're going in the wrong direction. I, I text Kopitar because I know you're at that game. And I text him, hey, good luck tonight, and I hope you and your family have a great time. And I felt bad for him because I'm watching that game. That was supposed to be a special night for Kopi after. 
And they're, like you said, they're up 3-1. They lose at home on, on Anze Kopitar's night. Like, where's the heart in this team? It sucks right now. And I love Drew Doughty, and good for him for calling them out. But I don't know. Yeah. I saw it before with Pierre-Luc Dubois. Is he going to change? I don't no, think. I think they, 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 need to put him in, they need to put him in the press box for a little while. I agree. They need to put him in the press box. I don't care how much money he makes. He's a cancer. He's a cancer on that team. Yeah. He's a cancer because now his teammates know and see the effort. Um, so, listen, the, I think the Kings will get it rolling. This Adrian Kempe is the real deal. He is a stud. He's, he's a stud of a stud of a hockey player. You know, Quinton Byfield is playing some good hockey. They're very mm -hmm. happy about him. He's a grinder. He's a, he's a, he's a great guy. Uh, Fiala is, you know, they have a good base. They just, there's, there's, when you have a cancer, even if it's one person, it, it, it just spreads. You know, it, spread. it spreads. And, and, and right now, Pierre Luc Dubois is the cancer. It's unfortunate because I, I saw Todd McClellan interview and he basically said, I don't know what else to do right now. I've tried everything else. Well, that that's a bad, that that's not good. And I know Rob Blake and Nelson Emerson, they don't want to fire Todd McClellan. And, no. and, but if they lose... If they're going to Nashville, they were in St. Louis last night, lost to St. Louis. We'll get to St. Louis in a second. Because now L.A., which is unfathomable, L.A. is tied for St. Louis for the last spot in the playoffs. Nobody saw that a month ago. No, and they're, definitely, coming, they're, going they're, to they're definitely going the wrong way. They're going to Nashville Tuesday. If they lose in Nashville Tuesday, unfortunately, uh, they might have to make a coaching change uh, because that's their last game before the All-Star break. Yeah, they, they definitely need to do something. I, I hope I hope they get it turned around. I, I love that organization. They're a first-class organization all the way, and uh, those fans are just unbelievable. I mean, Nick, you should have seen the way those fans treated Kopi the other day. Oh, they love just It was fantastic. And you, speaking of your St. Louis Blues, they're making a nice little push right now. Won five straight, uh, won again on the weekend. And, again, this is a team that was struggling. They they fired their coach, which, yep. we, all, which we thought was a, was a terrible move. Um, and still do, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I still think they could be doing this with, you know, with Chief still at the helm. But you know, you got to give them credit because the Kings scored late in that game, and that that could have really frustrated St. Louis. But they they seem to have a little bit more of a dig, a little bit more of a grind to their game right now. And you get to see them a little bit more often than I do. But what did you see in that game uh, last night uh, against the Kings? Yeah, you know what, uh, and the penalties, the, I think penalties were 7-2 to two against L.A. L.A. spent too much time in the penalty box. Shenner, Braden Chen's playing unbelievable right now. He's got five goal, uh, about five, six points in his last five games. Robert Thomas, eight points. Bushnevich is playing well. They, and they're doing all this right now without – they've had a five-game win streak, and they, they're doing it all with one of their best defensemen, if, if not their best, and Justin Falk, and they've shut him down until after the All-Star game. So it's pretty impressive what they've done. They're getting tremendous goaltending. Uh, Bennington has played great all year, but this young kid that played junior hockey in Portland, Joel Hofer, uh, played on the uh, World Junior Canadian World Junior team. Uh, he stopped 30 last night against L.A. He's played really, really well for them this year. So, you know, I think the best deal out there right now, and he gets beat up a little bit because he's he's such a big guy, and he, but he doesn't play a physical game as Colton Perenko. But he's, I think his salary is six. I love, and a half. I love Colt. 
Sitting, he's six and a half million. He plays 28 minutes every night. He's got a big stick. He keep you know, he's his plus minus. I, I haven't looked it up, but I guarantee he's on the plus side. And uh, they've got a they've got a good hockey team. They've got a good thing going here. And the, what they did on that five game win streak, they went to uh, Calgary. They won. They went to Vancouver, beat Vancouver in Vancouver. Went to Seattle, won in Seattle. That gives a team a lot of confidence, Jr. When you go on a three three game uh, Western road yeah. swing and you win all six points, is it amazing? Is it amazing what happens in the, in the league? You had the Philadelphia Flyers who are just rolling along the season. They're they're just shocking everybody, and then all of a sudden they've just hit the they've hit the skids, and it seemed to happen right right as as the uh, the cutter um, situation. Yeah, it did. Uh, yeah, came wrote, about. Yeah, and you know Drysdale's been good there, but um, what's going on in Philly? And you, you can tell, you can tell that John Tortorella is—he's frustrated, but he's still—it he, seems a different John Tortorella. The goaltender got pulled out the other day, and you know, obviously with Carter Hart not there, with his situation, with um, you know, with the uh, World Junior situation, and and having to go up to London to take a leave of absence with uh, this charges, but um, which is a terrible blow to this team. You know, John Tortorella was very positive in in a couple of these losses, trying to keep his team positive. But um, again, these controversies that come that just throw a cancer into a team. It doesn't seem that the players can kind of get over what's happening in, in their lineup, but they have to get over it because they're sliding down the, they're sliding down the, the, the standings too fast. Yeah. They were riding that wave uh, of, um, I think emotion uh, combined with Tortorella's uh, work ethic, you know, that he instills with his players losing now five in a row going into the all-star break is not, is not good for Philly. It is hard to believe, but then it's also, to me, it's not that hard to believe because did any of us think Philly was really this good? And I don't think that they are. And that you, you alluded to the Carter Hart situation, you know, your number one goalie, he could be gone for the rest of the year and he could be gone for the rest of his career. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. So it's not good in Philly right now. And this is a team that I don't know that they have enough depth, JR, to get them out of this slide. If this slide continues, we may see it continue the entire year. Well, how do you, how do you, how do you feel? How do you feel that the, the, the situation that they're in right now, because they're, they are falling five in a row. Does the do, I have my own opinion, but do you think that the All Star break right now, where they now get to they just get to stop and pause, take a break, kind of reevaluate, um, and come back in a week, and say okay, you know let's let's get her back rolling again. Do you think that this break is going to help them, or that they they need to keep going to try to get out of this little slump that they have? It's, to me. No. To me, I think they need a mental break. I think it's, yeah. this is a perfect time for the all-star break for the Philadelphia Flyers because coming right behind them is the New York Islanders. And you know Patrick Waugh has those Islanders just, you know, motivated and 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 seeing, yeah. seeing that playoff picture right now. And they're going to keep coming. So Flyers need to get back on this, use this all-star break to to wake up and get back into the grind of, of, of what was making them successful in the beginning of the year. Yeah, I think this break is is perfect for uh, for for the Tortorella and their team. Um, I just don't know if they have enough. I think they caught a lot of people uh, by surprise the first forty games, Jr. 
people didn't think that they were going to be as so I think they caught a lot of people by surprise. Now they're going to not they're not catching people by surprise. And I don't think they have enough depth and up and down their lineup to possibly get to the get to where they were in November and December. So we'll see. But the timing, you're right. The timing's perfect. Let's hit a couple uh unfortunate situations that uh, are happening in the National Hockey League. Um, Brendan Gallagher, one of my favorite players in the game, uh, a guy I would have on my team, 365, 24-7. Um, uh, suspended five games for an illegal hit to the head. Um, this was pretty brutal. Um, I, don't yeah. know it's, I don't know whether Brendan Gallagher has been suspended or not um, in the past, but this was a... Uh, this is a pretty pretty tough hit to watch because, listen, whether you agree with the headshots or the amount of games that were were given, this was a pretty blatant high elbow to uh, to the head of uh, was they playing the Islanders I think that night right yeah. and, and uh, uh, got five games for an illegal check to the head and I, I thought I thought the I thought the league got this one right as much as I love Brendan Gallagher, um, you can't you can't you can't raise your body and you raise your elbow uh to hit literally um, the, the the jaw a straight elbow to the jaw um in these days and unfortunately uh montreal's going to be without brendan gallagher for five days but then NHL got this one right i see i don't think they got it right i really don't so you're you're telling me that you like this wasn't oh i went to try to hit somebody and i caught them with my shoulder to the, to the head or this was a blatant, blatant elbow. So if that's only five games, what is the seven or eight? I guess they don't suspend any. Honestly, I don't think, and I love Gallagher. Yeah, but this, I, is a, this is a first-time offense. This is a first-time offense, five games. So is that, I guess, but like Zucker, he got three games, and I don't even think his was that bad when he hit, when he hit uh, Cousins in Florida. I don't know. No, 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 it wasn't. And I think they took the circumstances a little bit into consideration with Zucker. But this is a blatant, this is a blatant hit to the head where, where Gallagher literally raised his body and raised his elbow to the head. Now that's, this is a different, this is a different situation than the hit from behind. But if, if I'm, if I'm the New York Islanders, and we're we're fighting for a playoff spot, and he hits one of their top defensemen. It was Adam Pellick that he hit, and Adam Pellick is say he's out for for two months. He could be out for a month or two with a concussion. So, what do you say Gallagher should have got? I think he should have gotten ten games. I really games, do. First, first offense. I think I think they've got to set an example here that you you can't do this. That where that's what they're trying to get out of the game. So. What I've never agreed with people saying the guy should be suspended as far as long as uh, as long as the guy is hurt. I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. But but what if a guy is out for two months with a concussion and another guy is back in two weeks? Does that sound right? Well, right. You know, you did say something that's really important. That's precedence, right? Are they trying to set a precedence? Now they're all over the place with a lot of things that they do, right? Um, you know, certain certain hits that look really bad aren't go unpunished, right? And then other things that don't look as bad go punished. And this one now, because you gotta you gotta kind of rewrite, I think the the parameters of what goes into suspensions. Because before it was 
are there any prior um, yep. infractions? What was the injury to the player? Um, you know, the, 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 the severity of the, of the contact, of where it was hit, right? So there's all these parameters that they have. Um, it's, it's almost like they just need to go to, if it's a hit to the head, this is what you're getting. Right. I mean, the severity of it, it becomes, it becomes controversial or, or, or subjective, right? So um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a five minute penalty for fighting. You know, if you fight, you're getting five. Right. So listen, if you, if you have a blatant hit to the head, like Gallagher had, maybe it is 10. Yeah. Maybe it is just five. And there's no discussions. So everybody knows what the, what's going to happen. If you know what's going to happen and you know you're getting that, if you do that, guys will think and they will be a little bit smarter about what they're doing. I agree 100%. I just, I don't think, you know, I, I like George Peros. Uh, a lot of respect for the game that he played. Smart guy. Went to, I think, Cornell. Um, but Princeton. 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 And... But I just I see too many inconsistencies with with player safety and like you you said you see something that looks egregious and it doesn't get suspended and then you know we talked about cousins earlier in the year hitting guys from behind and he didn't even get fined so I, I guess five under if you want to look at what they've done over the past few years the history of of player safety over the last several years five games is probably accurate and and correct but i just think that if you want to get the, that out of the game you need to send a message yeah and i think i think it's got to be more concrete you know you know there's two minutes for slashing there's two minutes for interference there's five minutes for fighting there's 10 minutes for misconduct there's game misconduct you know you you, you take a blatant elbow to the head and you you incur an injury like that somebody incurs an injury like that it's five automatic there's not right. even there's not even a, a hearing five you're gone the next time you do it, it's 10. Next time you do it, it's 20. Right? So th there has to be there has to be some consistency because so everybody knows exactly what they're going to get if they do this infraction because that's the only way they're going to think about it. Mm -hmm. And if if this is what they want, if they want this out of the game, they have to be more consistent with the way that they with the way that they police it. So I totally agree and, and talking about talking about um you know, other players, Patrick Lyonnais, who's been, you know, one of the dogs of the National Hockey League for the last three years. Um, yeah, he is. Is, is leaving, um, leaving for some, some uh, NHL, NHL help and abuse. Um, substance abuse. Substance, yeah. substance abuse. We don't know what his situation is. I don't want to speculate on whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, or whether it's depression or family issues. But, um Patrick Lyonet is definitely not in um, in, in his place. right in his, no. in his in a good place, and he's going to take some time off. We listen. We're, we've been hard on Patrick Lyonet, and it's easy to be hard on Patrick Lyonet because he makes a lot of money and he does not produce, and he's a lazy dog, and he doesn't he he he's, seems to be all about his cookies, kind of like PLD. So, yeah. but um, we do wish we, we do wish Patrick. Uh, you know, luck sure. that he fixes whatever in his brain. He comes back and becomes that goal scorer that we we know him of five years ago. But this is bad for Columbus, and it's bad for Patrick Lyonet. Doesn't it seem like? And I, I didn't, I haven't done research on it. Maybe I'll do it after the show. Doesn't it seem like there's been 
several players that have entered the substance abuse program this year more than it seems like more than than usual and uh i don't know what i don't know the number but it just seems like more and more people well, have- we we had we had lucic went in we had cory perry went in we had now line has gone in um you know some pretty prominent some pretty prominent players and mm-hmm. um you know i don't know what the common denominator is of, of it whether it's alcohol or whether it's you know the pressure of the game um the pressure of not not being who you are at certain times. Um, there's a lot of pressure, but again, you know, mental illness is a real thing, man. It's yeah, a real, it's a, it's a real, real thing. And even even the best in the world at, at, at their sport can have problems. And um, by no means do we are we picking on Patrick Lyonne. We can pick on him for his game. Yeah, we can pick on him for his effort and for the way that he plays, but we can't pick on him for, you know, what's happening in his life. And we just, you I, mentioned, I the best one. You mentioned the name that hasn't, I haven't seen his name mentioned in two months is Luchik. Is he completely out of the picture now? Or have they, like, does anyone know what's going on? Is he welcome back? Well, he, had to, to, he had to go, he had to go into, into four, four to six weeks of, of, um, of medical attention. Um, substance abuse. So maybe he's still there. I don't know. Uh, He could still be there. But, you know, when you have these kind of problems at his age um, and where he is in his career, I I would believe it's pretty hard for a team to bring him back into the fold, especially with a team like Boston, who is playing as well as Boston is. I mean, watching Pasternak play right now is absolutely spectacular. Watching Marshawn play. Uh, watching Swayman, um, uh, congratulations to Jeremy Swayman for making the NHL All-Star game. He deserves mm-hmm. it. Um, it's very difficult. And again, you know, I love Milan Lucic, and I hope the best for him and his family and his and his life and his well-being. But I don't. I just don't think the the Bruins um, can afford to bring that back into the into the mix when things are going so well. Yeah. Um, no, and even though point. even though even though he's a great he's a great leader and all that stuff that's just that that's just it's noise that doesn't need to be around and yeah. I, I know Lucic feels bad for what happened and I know he wants to make amends I know he wants to come and play but as a Bruins as as a Bruins organization I'm sure there's there's it's a very delicate situation for them to bring bring Luch back in after he's been gone for so long so on a lighter note the uh the dog Nathan McKinnon right now. I I just I absolutely love watching this guy play. It's it's unbelievable. Four goals the other night in Colorado. Now they're throwing hats on the ice. They're throwing hats on the ice. Did you see what else the the ice crew picked up off the ice? Which what which which with with uh... Nathan McKinnon in Colorado. He scored four goals and they were throwing the hats and so on. Oh, they well, threw bras. They threw bras. There was a bra. There was a thong. They're taking everything off. I, I listen, listen. I, I like where these. I like where these hat tricks and four goal games are going, man. This is fantastic. I would have scored more than eleven if I had more than that. But he's on fire. You know. You know what impresses me. Uh, you know, obviously we know. Uh, I mean, ob- not obviously, but Nathan McKinnon has 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 had the most points over the last thirteen months of the National Hockey League, more than any player in the National Hockey League. Unbelievable. When you think about what Nathan McKinnon is doing right now, everybody talks about Connor McDavid. Yes, everybody's talking about 
Kucherov right now because Kucherov is on fire. Nathan McKinnon yeah. is one point, one point behind exactly. Kucherov. Now, what makes, what makes this unbelievable about Nathan McKinnon, he covers more ice in the course of a game than any player on the ice. Right. Okay, he does. He covers, like, yeah. statistically. He, yeah. Because of his speed, because of the way he plays, his tenacity, his uh, his ability to, to get out of situations, his ability to go sideways laterally, um, the power that he, that he uh, possesses. But the team aspect of this guy, last week, he had the opportunity to score a hat trick against yep. okay uh I, I i forgot who they were playing against but the logan cooley is it um no who is it who's oh, the logan o'connor logan, logan o'connor logan o'connor had two goals yeah this the rookie had two goals nathan uh, mckinnon had two goals yeah that's empty here comes nathan mckinnon coming down nathan mckinnon could have easily put the puck in the net scored his hat trick because he's 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 trying to get the 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 league and scoring what does he do? He gives the puck to the kid. He lets Lo he lets Logan score the goal, get his first career hat trick. So good. Everybody, everybody gets you know goes crazy, right? That's that's a that's a team leader. Hundred percent. Then then you know what happens? Then he goes out the next game. Nathan McKinnon scores four. Right. Exactly. Okay? <laughs> so the this is this is why color this is why I think Colorado to me is the team to beat in the National Hockey League for the Stanley Cup this year. The way that Rantanen's playing, the way that McKinnon's playing, the way that McCarr's playing, the, the, the way that Taves is playing, this is a juggernaut of a team, and they are led by two juggernauts, three juggernauts of players. Yeah. And, um, and they always seem to pick somebody up at the trade deadline, too, Colorado. Yeah, no so. question. I think Colorado is the beast of the West, I think Boston is the beast of the East. Rangers are playing well. Don't get me wrong. Florida's um, playing good, bud. Florida's, Florida's playing good. well. Um, but I'm telling you, I think Colorado right now is really showing their showing their their hand and showing why they should be feared come come uh, April and the playoffs yeah. starting because that that Nathan McKinnon is on an absolute tear. But anyway. Listen, this is our Monday shows. This is what we're going to do every Monday. We're going to re recap the weekend. It is now Snipes and Stripes weekend edition. Um, I think it's a great little 30 minutes to add to start our week. And hopefully That's all of cool. you back there enjoy um, our, our weekend wrap-up. Tim, again, you brought, you brought your game again today. And uh, I look forward now to being on Snipes and Stripes on NoFilter.net twice a week. So what about you? Uh Awesome stuff, buddy. And you have a great day, and I'll see you on Wednesday, and that'll be our last show. Uh, the last games in the NHL are Wednesday night before the All-Star game starts, and a little break for everybody. So we're looking forward to it. Sounds good. Well, that will do it for Snipes and Stripes Weekend Edition. Have a great week, and we'll see you guys on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific on NoFilter.net. It's Snipes and Stripes, baby. Have a good day. <laughs>
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.